There has been so much misinformation put out from some of these crazy Karens. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. <laughs> we have the mother. This is obviously the missing mother. And we have the child. And they just poof, disappeared. It was how he was not only going to kill me, but how he was going to kill my husband. And the race was on. This is The Klein Files with Philip and Carolyn. And a very good uh, afternoon, evening, morning, wherever the hell you are. Good morning. <laughs> We're having a good time in here already this morning. My name is Philip Klein. I am the uh, the senior investigator, chief cook and bottle washer here, and I'm uh, here with uh, Caroline Gear. Good morning, Caroline. Hello. How are you? We're doing this in the morning, correct? We are. Usually we, yeah. We do it in the afternoon when we're <laughs> freaking awake. We're struggle bus these days. Uh, a couple things I want to say before we get started with our guest. We have a guest in studio today, and I'm really excited about this because you're really going to get a good insight today on the media and how they work with uh, and all the public investigators and the private investigators in the world, PSB we're called, but I'll just call us private today, make it a lot easier. Uh, a couple things I want to say, um, first of all, to our friends uh, in Israel, uh, we we love you. Uh, we know we're listened to in Israel. We have, what, Caroline, six, seven, eight, nine hits over there yes. from people in Israel that have downloaded our program. Uh, we hope this goes a little bit more viral we are very, 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 uh, what's the word, uh, concerned with Israel. We know the ground war is fixing to start. Uh, mm -hmm. We are of concern uh, for two reasons. Um, I'm getting a modulation back. Are you getting a modulation back on your side? No, I think it was the phone vibrating. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay. So anyway, um, we are in the process of, uh, it's not no my worries, phone. No worries. Um, so anyway, um, we, we just want to say to our friends in Israel and around the United States, the Jewish community, uh, you know, the United States as a whole is behind you 100%. Don't listen to the squad. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to all those freaking crazy ass people out there. It's just not worth it. They're they're not representative of the United States. You know, we have a thing called the First Amendment, freedom of speech in the United States. They're exercising that. I'm all behind that. But their message is horrible. And let me tell you something. Uh, if our president, Joe Biden and Ida, I'm going off. The, I'm going off. I'm oh, going off Lord the thing here. I, I, I keep politics out of this show. But I'm telling you, if he does not stop it, there's no ceasefire. They, it's got to stop. Uh, we, you know, I'm all behind BB and him getting his crew in there and cleaning out the Gaza Strip and all the way into Syria if necessary. Clean out Hamas. Let's get it over with once and for all. Mm -hmm. Enough is enough. Uh, Iran, uh, you know what? You better sit down in your little chairs and shut the hell up. Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you, you start lobbing bombs and you start getting involved in this. There's uh, a couple of uh, aircraft carriers sitting right off the coast that can get beat you in about 10 minutes. So uh, you want to start that game? You already saw what? Four missiles got shot down and uh, two airplanes got shot down. And uh, I don't know how many drones they've shot down already. That's enough. That's enough out of Iran. You want play? Let's play. 
you know, and I think that that's where it's going. So my hope and prayer is the United States doesn't put Israel in a place where they have to uh, make some decisions because, what, there's 200 Americans? Is that what the number is? What I hear this morning? There's 200 hostage hostages. Hostages, yeah, sure. hostages. And yeah. out of that, there's, I think, it was 30. Yeah, yeah, 30 yeah, Americans. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Okay, there's my little political speech for the day. Um, anyway, it's my true honor. Let me Let me give a little background here. <laughs> uh, true honor is really strong no i know well you know i'm trying to be nice um so anyway um i uh i met this guy oh what, what 20 years now? 95 years ago or yeah so. 95 years ago 20 years he's one of the most dedicated people in the media i think i've ever met uh, he made the decision to go out on his own, uh, get out of the media ruckus, which was probably a damn good decision with all the <laughs> the smaller markets now going to larger markets, uh, and they're doing like a two-hour snippet uh, of the news for your local markets. That's where, like down here in southeast Texas, we have a city called Beaumont, and it's um, that is the hub for all the media. Uh, well, now they're down to hiring 12-year-olds to report the news. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're what? not exactly. What? They're not, technically, they're not 12. Somebody said something the other day to me. What was it? Uh, they're, they're re- all they do is read press releases on the air now. I mean, you know, there's no real hard-hitting news. Anyway, my friend, Kevin Steele, uh, former uh, uh, news anchor for very, very many years, very respected in the community, very respected as a newsman, a true newsman, a really true newsman, because um, uh, there are very thin and far between today. You know, I, uh, and, uh, you know, the media has, is completely evolving and completely changing. And if you don't read, um, you know, if uh, Susie over at the at the flower shop doesn't give you a press release and you don't read it right, then Susie pulls her advertising and that's it. You know, that can hurt a TV station. And but but Kevin is one of those guys that would sit in the newsroom and go, "No, we need to cover this story." Well, well, they advertise with us. Now we need to cover the story. That's not our job. Our job is to report the news. Anyway, Kevin Steele worked at KBMT. TV, he decided to go out on his own to a group called 1813. I say that right? News, right? Yeah. And Kevin, I will say, Kevin and Caroline's going to laugh at this. Kevin did an interview with me, what, two years ago? Two years ago, and actually made me cry. I had Wait, tears wasn't that coming here down. In our office? That was here I feel in the like office. I remember that vaguely. Oh my god, damn light set up and everything. Ooh, you know, poor me. Anyway, I was relating a, a story about my father and and it just for some reason hit me, but Kevin drew it out of me. And uh, if most of you know, you think I'm controversial in Texas, if you think I'm controversial around the United States, you should try here in Southeast Texas. And so, you know, when you... Right in your hometown. Well, I mean, yes or no. Can I even go out to eat somewhere? <laughs> no. I can't go out to eat anywhere because people walk up to me at the table and either say, oh, I love you. Or yell at you. Or yell at me. Or take pictures of or the kids. Take pictures. Take pictures. They take pictures. For some reason, they take pictures. I mean, you get the same thing. So or the reverse. Yeah. Don't yeah. even start. Or the reverse. So the, anyway, uh, with no further ado, contempt. this is my friend... <laughs> This is my friend. I call you friend because we are friends. And uh, and I will tell you, Kevin, I, I respect you as a newsman, not only as a friend, but as a newsman. You, you Your your loss to local news started the wave of uh, 
of uh, the downpouring of, of 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 the news media here in Southeast no, Texas and the bailout. Very and, kind, very kind of and, you. Uh, you know, thank you for being here with us today. Absolutely, and uh, you can't uh, you can't realize how uh, how uh, nice that is to hear from our true investigator here. Local news doesn't do <laughs> true investigations anymore. Uh, no, well, Kevin, I got to tell this story. Kevin called me one time. He says, uh, "Hey," I said, "Hey, you want Dateline?" Yeah. Well, why didn't you tell us? Be- because I, I don't believe in my own press. You start believing in what's the true fact. You start believing in your own press, all of a yeah. sudden you become a politician, right? Well, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. And so I'm not a politician by far. <laughs> and now do I advise some? Really? Yeah. Do I get them out of trouble? Yeah. Do I, you know, what, what's the thing everybody jumps on me? A fixer. A fixer. I'm a, I'm a fixer. That's what I am. A That's fixer. a good thing, though, isn't it? Being a no, fixer. Hell, no hell. I went up to a, I went up to a, a town hall meeting and I tried to. Com- the, somebody asked a question about what I did, or you know, and I, I said, well, you know, I'm kind of consider- considered a fixer. Oh my God! You thought you know you thought it was the end of the world. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. From it a was crazy. Vantage point. I see a fixer as somebody who does real journalism without fear or favor and just tells the story the way it used to be. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And you know, the reason I was a, they, I, I called myself a fixer was is because, you know, the local police departments in a lot of communities and you see this, you as a, as 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 the guy have seen this is they can't get the story right from the beginning. They don't know how to modulate a story to the public and DPS is really good at it. Some regional department of justices are pretty good at it. The FBI is horrible at it. ATF, they don't give a shit. They just want to blow things up and stop people from smoking pot. DEA doesn't care. I think some of the time they're sit around there high. Just kidding. Some of my friends. Oh my are. gosh! I know. You are I know. You, you know today. they all. They, you know they all listen to this. There goes the yeah. hate mail. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. 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 Come on. Come on. They all know me, and we. That's how we talk when we're sitting around having lunch. You've yeah. been there. Yeah. You know. That's the good part. And it's that's the, it's most fun part. Yeah. So anyway, um, no. The bottom line is, is that we wanted to talk, Kevin, today about the media. And how the media handles missing persons cases, because that's what we do here. I mean, that's what Caroline, sixty percent of our business. We fly around the world from from Malaysia to Tralee, Ireland to where where have I been? I don't know. Hell, I got frequent flyer miles. That's all I can say. But around the world, finding and searching and hunting alive and dead missing persons. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to bring you in here from a news media perspective and talk to the public a little bit about how the media works, why you guys have to be careful of what you say, right? Or doesn't. Or doesn't. Well, there you go. And 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 just kind of kind of talk about that. So a little bit is um, Kevin. Tell us a little bit about your history. How'd you get in the media? So background was thirty five. I think I'm into my thirty sixth year of. Oh uh, hell! I better buy you a wheelchair. Jesus. Nineteen eighty six when we started in northeast Missouri at a small TV station. Been all over ever since. 
from West Virginia, uh, which more or less covers the entire state at WOWK. That's where our friend Albert Zip is now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's out there. Yeah. And retired and wildly happy. Jesus, God, he scares old. me whenever I see his picture. He looks like a mountain he man. He does, yes, have the beard going. There. Is that just a great story? It's a, probably a jihadist thing. I don't <laughs> Sorry, Albert, if you're listening. Uh, he does. He does. He listens to these podcasts. You're my man. Oh, you're my God. Man. Here we I go. Have, actually, That's I have a, a phone call I'm going to get. <laughs> a tremendous respect for Albert Zip. He great, is a great guy. Great. And, and, guy. and one of the real ones. One he's real? real guys. Yeah. No, he's real. He's been everywhere. Because you've got that. You've got the, the guy that's uh, holding down the job, keeping the keeping the uh, income coming in, and then you got the guy who tries to be the journalist to some extent, right? I you know, one of the th- greatest things about Al, extent. I'll say this about Al, uh, he he just, he doesn't care. I mean, he'll get up there and report anything. He's the guy that yeah. used to sit on, on the yeah. on the news desk and regionally down in, what, Tallahassee, wasn't it? Th- and threw his, you know, file across the room and said, listen, we cannot sugarcoat the news. Yeah. Just give it to the people. Let them make the decision. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And we've had some, we've had some good anchors like that all mm-hmm. over the country. I was in Little Rock for several years uh, at uh, Channel 4. Um, you know, from Pensacola to West Virginia to North Missouri to Miami, Oklahoma, covering the reservations down there. Wake, uh, mm-hmm. The Waco market, uh, several years in uh, along the border at uh, at Harlingen, and uh, and you know you you see commonalities and common denominators, and among those are you know, I guess what I would want to say about the coverage of, of missing persons is that uh, our news media, I believe, is very lax in, in covering the, the, the story from a broader perspective. Very good at maybe getting up the Amber Alert quick, right? Right. Yeah. And very bad at looking at the broader perspective and the, and the deeper issue, which is horrendous. As you know, thank mm-hmm. God you're here. Literally, I have nominated you for Speaker of the House. And you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to be in Congress yeah, That's for what that. they say. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, the stuff you do is remarkable. Well, thank and, you. I appreciate um, that. It's just uh, exceptional what, um, what, what this investigative firm does. But, you know... Uh, we we don't really take care of our of our own of our missing the way we really ought to. There are efforts, and this has only happened in the last couple of years, where missing kids in particular are starting to get because we're starting to realize, my God, look at the statistics and look at um, how many of these kids are ending up um, deceased mm-hmm. uh, as a result of these missing scenarios. And so, thank God, we're at least starting to do something. Uh, but the but the news media is very good at handling the immediate alerts, and uh, not so good at really doing the follow up stuff. Exactly, even right it, here in the Beaumont area, many missing people. You know, I, I've said it on this show before, and I've said it. Uh, well, you probably have interviewed me before about this. Is that I uh, I know Dateline did. Uh, I get so tired. I mean, I'll walk in the front door of that office, and I know it weighs on the staff very heavily around here. I walk in the door, and, you know, Caroline say, you all right? I'm so I'm all right, and after we found a dead one. And, I, mm. and I'll say, you know, just I just want a live one. Just give us a live one. Gosh, yeah. And, you know, and, and, but we are finding that, right? We are finding that. This year alone, we've had three yeah. that were alive. Really? I got on a roll there. <laughs> no, we got, what, five in a row? I got, I got on a roll earlier this year, and we got five in a row. Wow. Like, boom, 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 boom. What and it was like, you know. Story. Yeah. 
but yeah. the smiles around this office was was great. It's the aftermath, and we'll we'll get to that here in a minute. It's the aftermath after they're found, the, closure, and the, the family parents. dynamic, and you know all that other good stuff. But anyway, let's 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 kind of let's kind of start it off. We, I'm going to walk through a scenario. Mm-hmm. We get a call here at this office from it may be from a small city police department. Might be from the FBI, um, U.S. Marshals, whatever, and they'll say, "Hey, can you guys consult on a case?" And we'll say, "Always say yes if it's a missing child," and we'll say, "Sure, yeah, we're in." And and so um, the first thing we always learn is that it was unexpected. The family dynamic was unexpected. There's expected and unexpected. Inspected. Expected is is when you have mom and dad fighting. Those are called parental kidnappings. Ah, I see. Mom and dad are fighting, and they're in the the courtroom, uh, and the judge comes back and says, "Okay, mom, I'm taking the kid away from you." This is usually how it happens. Not all the time, but usually how it happens. Mom, I'm taking the kid away from you because there's a thing called parental alienation syndrome that's very big right now in the courtrooms around the United States. In fact, they're teaching it at judges' conferences now. And what that is, is is mom says to the child, well, you know, your dad really doesn't love you and your dad's screwing around on me and your dad's doing this. That really puts a negative light from the mother's perspective to the child. And the child picks up on that and then starts rejecting the father. Mm-hmm. And so they, the father usually goes to court and says, Your Honor, I need this to stop, number one, but I want to increase my time with my child. Mm-hmm. I mean, get a dad that does that, right? Right. So you get him in the courtroom, and what happens in the courtroom is judges are now going, tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Yes, I'm going to give you more time with your child, one. Two, mom, if we're going to 50-50, that means your child support's gone, and that usually gets very emotional. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so the mother gets the child and runs with the child says no you know or or does the ultimate accusation which is well he's playing fiddle faddle with the child and you go it's the same you know caroline like caroline walked down the hall here we go again same thing same thing Mm -hmm. and i'll go what and we got one and you know it's fiddle faddle so i'm like oh god and the abuse allegation shows up it happens all the time two years after Mm -hmm. the whole court process began yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you know once you once you pull that card out of the deck there's no turning back for the court. Right. The court goes, okay, we're taking the child away. And then the mother runs with the child, right? When it's found to be not true. Because, you know, there's testing they can do now. And you know, the psychologists are getting better at it. And investigators like us are getting better at it. Caroline especially um, is getting a lot better at it. Me, I'm just mean. And so they, they get the child and, and the mother runs. Now, they used to run down to Mexico. Okay, but mm-hmm. they don't do that anymore because you end up getting your head chopped up, chopped off, and yeah. the and the child ends up eating corn tortillas for the rest of its life down there mm-hmm. as a as an adopted child, right? Now where do they go? Well, here's what. Well, that's the situation. They've locked down the United States so hard now that if you try to get a child, like when you try crossing the border with a child, yeah, it ain't happening. Hmm. I mean, they're going to get it. They're going to go, mm, no, you're going to sit in this room over here with your child until we get verification or clearance. Or there's a, a an original order from a court or original permission slip from a parent saying, yes, they can travel to Mexico and we can. Then they'll put a, what they call a tracer on it, because once you go through American 
border, you have to go through the Mexican border patrol and they'll, that's when they'll say, where are you going? They're tough. Huh? Where are you staying? Oh no. Well, I mean, they're cartel. Well, too. And also I've noticed, um, I have friends that have, you know, they're separated or divorced and, um, in order for them to even get their child's, uh, passport, you have yep. to have documentation from the other parents stating they are allowing it. Uh, so it's getting tighter than what it used to be. Thank God. As yeah, far no. as, you know, being able to cross borders. So it used to be like in Mexico, Canada, it's so tight to get in Canada, it's ridiculous. I mean, you just, you know, they'll pull you over. If you're coming from America, you're getting the cars getting searched, you're getting searched. Then we're going to make phone calls back to the United States government saying, did you know that she's trying to cross with a child? You know, to the father, who's the father? We want to see original uh, birth certificates, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Yep. Now, you can still get out. Okay. And here's how you do it. I'm going to tell everybody, here's how you do it. Don't tell them too much. Two of them we caught. No. I mean, it's kind of common knowledge in our in our community. Some of the people, like the one that we just got back from Traley, Ireland, um, what they did was they went to a um they went to a port and these these container ships, these big ships, mm-hmm. okay, you can get into the port with just a passport. They're not the they're not gonna they're not going to check you. They're not going to. They're not going to do anything. And you can rent a room on one of those ships to get you from point A to point B. Really? This is how dangerous it is. Yep. Like, l- let me give you an example. Right down the road, well, two miles is the Natchez River. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh huh. Okay. You see those big ships go up and down the Natchez River all the uh-huh. time. Correct. Yeah. Okay. There are stowaways. They're not stowaways. There are passengers on those that when they dock at these oil facilities, they just walk off the ship. So the the uh, the welcome the to the United States. The ship knows that they're on there. They're not stowaways. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're on the. They are on the. No, no, they pay for it. They wow. pay like a five hundred dollars a person to. And, and some of the rooms are nice. I mean, there they ought to be know, allowed. food mm-hmm. and everything else. George, I mean, my husband George, um, he you know works over here in one of them, and he would go up on the ships and he'd tell me how nice some of them are and how the mm-hmm. rooms are like really not bad. I'm better like, than a cruise ship. Like you're on I a mean, cruise ship. Yep. Yeah. Well, I was say. <laughs> better than, yeah. better yeah. than look at that. Yeah. So anyway, so, so this is the way to get into the United States now. Does it happen? Yeah. Not as much as we all think, but it does happen. That's how we caught that one in, in Ireland. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, okay, so we get, these kidnappers and their children and they take off and they're gone. It's then reported as an Amber alert. Okay. Amber mm-hmm. alert. Mom has kid, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's helped us tremendously. Amber alert, silver alerts. Uh-huh. What did we do this morning? Clear alert, uh, which oh, yeah. is a, what is a clear alert? Again? Well, there's a lot of, so the obviously Amber alerts, missing children, but clear alert is coordinated law enforcement, adult rescue. Okay, so that means somebody that has Alzheimer's or something to mm-hmm. that effect. Adult. Adult. Yeah. Yeah, adult. Well, well maybe your, not. Your silver alert is going to be missing elderly. Elderly, okay. So that's somebody between the age, I would guess, 18 to... Hell, I have Alzheimer's. I'm not sure what am the, I talking Are you about? talking about the clear <laughs> alert? <laughs> yes. Oh, clear is going to be adult. So Adults. anywhere, okay. any, I'm sure 18 anything, to 18 to 60 or 60, something yeah. of that something nature. Something like that. Uh, but anyway, the bottom line is, my question, my first question to you is, when you guys get alerted to a missing person's story, mm-hmm. I guess I'm, I'm going to make it real simplistic. How do you handle it? 
As a, from a broadcasting vantage point, of course, uh, the FCC requires all licensees, all your TV stations, all your radio stations to uh, be uh, uh, operating in the public interest. Right. Right. So there's, uh, you know, the inherent obligation of TV stations, radio stations to report what we are getting from the government to help the community. That's a, that, that was the whole plan. You know? Right. Right. That right. Was, right. That was the idea. <laughs> when, back in the day when uh, folks used to think that the profit motive was maybe a little less or something. Yeah. But we started, we started to get, you know, and I think, uh, you know, most, you know, stations do try to operate in the in the in, uh, you know, good faith in that when they see an Amber Alert, they're going to try to get it out as soon as possible we just saw one recently from the tyler area right right so you know the travel play you know the travel arteries are such that it could run through here so stations mm-hmm. were pretty good and quick about getting that up you know and so so there, there's that but the, I, the, my maybe, belief is it's not fast enough not fast enough. No, well, yeah. no, because they, by the but, time you get on the phone and you call the police or 911, uh-huh. they put, dispatch a patrol unit out there. The patrol unit gets out there. They find out what's going on. Then they have to call their sergeant. And their sergeant says, uh-huh. I got to call the captain. They call the captain. Then they get permission to start the Amber Alert system. Plus, then we're three hours in. It's a, Well, right? we're three, four, five, six well, hours in. And specifically to this t- one in Tyler that you just mentioned, actually my brother, not Charlie, but my other brother, his fiance went to school with them, with the one that, yeah. that took the children. No kidding. Yeah. And it was actually the father. Uh-huh. And so she had asked me, she said, hey, I have a question. Why would an Amber Alert be issued for a parent taking their children? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right? Because uh-huh. that's what we do a lot of parental kidnappings. Mm-hmm. But um, after more digging, finding out, and I mean, I told her typically those Amber Alerts are issued with parental kidnappings when the parent has pulled like a weapon on the other one and has taken the children. Yes. And so that's exactly what happened. She ended up getting back with me and, you know, sent me some more details. And and even goes down to the, like, if you know they have a gun in the house and the police get in the house and they look for the gun and the gun's gone, Mm -hmm. well, that then that is considered dangerous. Yeah. Because, you know, you hear you. What am I talking to? You reported it on the news all the time. Yeah. Mom got mom shot dad and then shot the kid and then shot herself. You know, the, yeah. the old if I can't have her, nobody is, you yeah. know, that sort of yes, thing. Exactly. But mostly men do that. Mostly men do that. Females, it's very rare that a, a filicide, we call them filicides. A filicide happens when mm-hmm. a woman kills her child uh, to try to prevent the father from being with the child. Although we've worked those. Or we've hurting the child. Or hurting if that's the child. Yeah. what's alleged. But yeah. going back to what you said about the Amber Alerts and the, the lack of follow-up, I mean, specifically for that one, I only knew the follow-up because the fiance, you know, mm-hmm. knew what mm-hmm. was going on, but there wasn't any follow-up or yeah. at least not that I've seen. So let me uh, put forth this, uh, this notion, TV stations, radio stations, now in the digital news space that, that we're in at 1813 news, we, again, we have that uh, implied FCC obligation, even in the, in the digital news world, and that these Amber Alerts will come in and stations will quickly get on those when, mm-hmm. when possible. Here's the thing. As you, as you put, there is that whole process. So we're, as you mentioned, like six hours in. Yeah. Now the TV stations are finally getting to that. TV stations typically now will put that in the digital space. It'll be on a website or one of their Twitter pages or one of their Facebook pages. Uh, and so it's there, which actually is a good thing, the digital space, 
uh, in the sense that that Amber Alert is there on a more permanent basis, if that <laughs> makes any sense. Broadcast, you know, you do the 5 o'clock news, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got 20 seconds on an Amber Alert, and then it's it's gone. Now in the digital space, you've got it on a website. Mm-hmm. So there's an Amber Alert there, and the picture's up, and the reference to the white Impala is, mm-hmm. is you know, and it's a little bit right. more permanent. So the digital thing has been has been good. Problem, uh, I think, being with the, with the whole um, process there, is that um, stations will more or less uh, not have anything to, more to do with it from there. That'll mm-hmm. be more or less the end of what a station will do uh, in, in, in the reporting of that. Okay, we've got it up. We've got a picture up. We, we have a picture of the dad up. You know, so there, so it's, it's uh, kind of there and gone in the broadcast uh, world. It helps us a lot, too, because, you know, once an Amber Alert goes up, it's up there forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's not dark web stuff. It's uh-huh. it's front and center yeah. for everybody because you you can Google the name and then all of a sudden the Amber Alert has been issued and you guys in the media have put it out there. I think what you guys do in that side is is the yeoman's role. What I have a complaint with with the media, uh-huh. surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh goodness, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Join the is crowd. the follow up like Caroline yeah. was just talking about? Okay, so and, and again, it doesn't come back to credit anybody. It's like when we find one, and the FBI is involved, and the FBI holds this huge press conference, mm-hmm. and you know they don't invite us. We if we're the ones that found them, how many have we found, Caroline? That. That the, from the Inks case all the way down the line, that we have found that, that they have these big press conferences, and the parent is up there, and I like to thank everybody, and I like to thank you know, and we're not involved, mm-hmm. even if we're the ones that found them, mm-hmm. we're not involved, and and that's fine with us because we don't care. I mean, the FBI needs as much positive press as they can get, right? Okay, so we sure. want them to have. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, Especially we, these days. I did, Caroline will come down and say, hey, they're having a press conference in Austin. Do you want to go? We were invited. I'll say, no, I don't want to go. I don't need it. We don't need it. We've got other cases to work. Let's well, move on. That's not why you do what you that's do. That's not why we, what yeah. we do what we do. And, of course, you know, it, it, it doesn't help because 90% of the time they'll say, and uh, Mr. Klein was here. It was his team that found the child down in Tahula and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mr. Klein, you want to say a few words, and I'll go, I'll look like a deer in headlights and go, what? You know, <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. And, you know, I won't say that. I'll just walk up and say, look, everybody work together as a team. We get public and private work together. That's my spiel. When yeah. we get public and private to work together, we can cut these cases in half, and we can get it done. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. You cut these cases in half. That's what the yep. media needs to do better, and... uh and uh, they could do it with a little bit of subjective discretion. At the TV stations, what you'll get are these uh, reports of a missing kid from a parent or right. something. Yeah, you'll 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 get a an aunt that says this kid has been missing now for twenty. Or let's say they call say this kid's been missing for eight hours, but this kid is never missing for eight hours. Right. Right. So, um, uh, we need you to do a story. You know, as uh, the journalist, you're saying, you know, I hear truth you know i understand mm-hmm. how to hear truth and i believe this lady 100 percent. and we can't do the story until beaumont police department tells us we've got a missing kid you know? right exactly yes well yeah. but but that's it, frustrating. but i bring you to what you reported on and uh which was uh danny sullins just found one yesterday yes i saw the that. adult did you see mm-hmm. that he yeah. was found in a yeah. in a he was found that, behind uh, that was the clear a alert, chicken shack yeah the chicken shack out on highway 69 he'd mm-hmm. been missing what 48 hours yeah is that the one that they found from the 
from the helicopter or the drone or something? The drone. They put a drone up in that area because that was the last known place they saw him. So they put a drone up and they're flying the drone and the drone operator goes, well, there he is. He's right there. So they all run behind the chicken shack. And Lumberton PD is great, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Danny Sullins and his team up there. God bless them. They're just the best. And Danny will call me on the phone and say, Philip, what do you think of this? What do you think of Mm -hmm. this? And, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'll say, well, here's where I'd go if it were me. Um, and, and, and the reason I say that is is because they're open to public and private working together. Mm-hmm. Okay, but let me ask you a question because, yes, I saw that on the news about the clear alert. But as far as the alert coming to my phone, there was no clear alert that came to the phone. Nope. We only get You're Amber right. alerts. I don't think I got that either. And the nope. blue yeah. alerts, I that's think, right. for the police. Those for are the police, only yeah. ones that ever come out. Yeah. So to me, that's, you know... There, it's just another mm-hmm. hole in the whole ordeal is why are we not getting clear alerts? Why are we not getting like, why do we only get certain ones through the emergency system yeah. to our phones? I see where you're going with well, that. Well, when you meet with DPS next month, maybe that's something you need to bring up. Maybe I will. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not meeting with them anymore. I'm done with all that. <laughs> I and get complained on a little bit. So. The, the news media needs to do a better job of subjectively identifying which ones are real and which ones are not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's no reason, and we do this at 1813 News, when we get a missing person report, we'll pop it in there um, pretty quickly mm-hmm. in most cases. Reason being is this. We feel like we can hear uh, truth when somebody's really missing and when, mm-hmm. when you know, this is a kid that's run away for the night right. know, as opposed to a kid that's run away for the night for the night and is in danger and is in, you know, may possibly in with a crowd. We'll put those up. Of course, we don't give a damn anymore. We're, right. <laughs> and he, you know, when, I, when you run the company, you get to do uh, what yeah, you exactly. want. Exactly. Exactly. Welcome to my world. <laughs> and we usually brace the story with, okay, aunt says this happened and that this child is missing. But that's incredibly valuable because of those hours. Uh, when we get a post up like that or a, a web story up like that, we can do it in in you know maybe two hours when it would maybe take six hours exactly. to wait for the Amber Alert to finally right. come back around. But God bless you guys for doing what you do because we don't actually you know in the news media we at best facilitate you know getting a picture up and and getting a description of a car up. That's mm-hmm. that's the best we can do. Right. Yeah. But what you guys do, man, that is that's the life changing so, stuff. Let's get to post when we find them. Mm-hmm. Whether dead or alive, uh-huh. what's the media's responsibility? Let's talk about a live one. What do you think it's the media's responsibility to say? Hey, congratulations to the FBI. Let's say because it's not going to be us; it's yeah. going to be the FBI or whoever. Congratulations to the FBI for their find of this missing child and the mother. Is is that a story, or is it just happened so much now that it's just uh, it's just another one? It's such a positive, good thing. I don't know that I would make the news, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. If it's not negative at this point, what does make the news? Well, you know what I will, I'll, I'll say: if it that, bleeds, it leads, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> my news. You know, all my friends from thirty-five years of news will look back. At you, what did you say exactly again there? <laughs> Uh, no, but the, but the but the real thing is that you know what if there were a deceased scenario and right. there was a charge against that would be make the news and right. you know what I mean. You remember Tiffany Murphy, right? Yeah, yeah. She's she's Wonderful up in Delaware lady. right now. She flew in uh, a week ago. A dear friend of mine, Connecticut. Died. 
Connecticut now? Is it Connecticut? Mm-mm. She's out. Rhode Island. That's where she is. Rhode Island. You're wrong. And so uh, Tiffany flew in for a, a, for a funeral of a dear friend of mine that that passed. Uh, and um, um, and so you know, I, Tiffany and I were walking out of the uh, the temple, and I asked how things are going, and she says good. And I said, you know, Tiff, uh, you know, how's it? What's the, what's it like up there? What's the media like? And she goes, it sucks. I said, what? She goes, I'm telling you, Philip. It's like, and you know, Tiffany, she's a talented girl. In what context? Yeah. She's, she's, going, she's going to New York. She's a pro. Guarantee she's a she's pro. A she's going pro. to New York. Well, she's from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. where all, I'm from Missouri. That's yeah. where all God, you know, created Trust real me, journalism. She is, <laughs> she is not lost in the cornfields out in Iowa. I'm telling you, she's not. She is one of the smartest She's got the common sense she of does. the Midwest. Yes. And so she says to me, she goes, you know, we're just not seeing all those stories like we see in the South. What does Missing what does she pil- mean the children, killings, oh, no, that yeah. sort of thing. That's what she was saying. I'm just not seeing them up there. Huh. And I was like, hmm, you know, that's kind of strange. Do you, in your experience in the media, have you seen like a, a regionalization of kidnappings or missing children or, or, or is it just... Nationwide, so I, thing. I, you know, uh, to a large extent, all of our affiliates nowadays are um, part of these media conglomerates, and the media conglomerate. You know, uh, you have the Sinclair ownership group, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've got. I like think that's five, who she works for. You got five ownership groups, right? Five big ownership groups in the whole U.S. And that's oh, in wow. the USA, <laughs> and so um, if a you know, in, in this in this case, if you go to Sinclair Station in San Antonio, it's going to do a story and have maybe a, a, a missing, uh, you know, got a, a, a silver alert. There's mm-hmm. a missing 80-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. And so um, the stations here uh, belonging to the Sinclair Group are going to get that pretty quickly. Right. You know, so, that, so that'll be in there. Uh, but um, let me know, ask you. It depends on your ownership group. What, you know who you're with and and how fast you get it. Because it, we have effectively in this country now, we don't have, you know, I don't know, a thousand two hundred TV stations mm-hmm. acting independently. We've got five giant uh, media news media conglomerates that mm-hmm. tell you what to mm-hmm. what to say to a large extent and what what comes up. Let and me, it could be good and bad. Let Maybe me ask you, you this question. Let me ask you this question. And, and I'm try, I'm gonna try to be as because I know all the I know all the media people and they they all know me and I just every time I say something they're like Arr! doesn't it feel like something really bad's gonna happen no it no. does like I feel like I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for what this question's gonna be God somebody give me a break um, so so do you think the schools the colleges the universities do you think they're sending out talented people to report the news. I mean, you always know the difference between a writer, like uh-huh. whatever of them are left. I mean, like at the Bowman Enterprise, Houston Chronicle. Well, Houston Chronicle is down to what, 16 writers? Bowman Enterprise is down to three and a mouse. I mean, is you the know. Houston Chronicle down to 16 real writers? 16 writers, yeah. That's which, it. Is, which again, feed. Remember, they had you know, 150. The yeah. yeah. Oh, they do everything online now. They can get a story up in 20 seconds, uh-huh. you know, at uh-huh. least a blurb, mm-hmm. and then follow up with the rest of the story. But my question is do you think the colleges and the universities around Texas, and let's say nationwide, do you think they're putting out good journalists? No. 
<laughs> What's the not. problem? Okay, there has been a problem ever since thus in 35 years again of, of, of news. There's always been that inclination. The kid that, that comes out of college and to a large extent comes out of college wanting to be a TV star, uh, they, they do so for their own more, more or less egotistical right. you know, uh, uh, reasons. And so that doesn't contribute to somebody that wants to be a journalist. What you look for, uh, if you're trying to hire from from that from academia, is somebody almost. See, I got into TV news as a, I didn't even want to get into TV news. Right. I, I spent. <laughs> I, I wanted to be a sportscaster. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's yeah. that's how I, I got in, in in Northeast Missouri, and 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 I uh, was a sports anchor for mm-hmm. for ten years. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, that was, you know, how I actually got into this and then saw some of the real greats, you know, Larry Barnes and and Little Rock. You'd see some real, you know, real journalists that Mm -hmm. happened to be Mm -hmm. the uh, anchor because Mm -hmm. of the the line of succession. But they were real journalists. They just happened to end up on on the desk. And then you got the guy that comes out of college and maybe wants to be on the desk immediately so no i don't think yeah but but colleges written large are a mess nowadays uh, you, you i know, just they're find, so busy just, with pro-palestine uh you know protests they can't uh, I, I can't I, here's my problem if i'm one of sinclair let's say i'm mm-hmm. chairman of sinclair mm-hmm. and i look at some of these smaller markets and I realize we all have to, like Brandy Smith. Remember Brandy? Yeah. And she's yes. she's over at KHOU. Mm-hmm. She was over here at Channel Twelve. And I'm telling you, when I saw her and how she reported, I was like, oh my God, this is this is you know because yeah. Deborah Norville, you came out of Southeast Texas. Yeah. I, I I said that's a that's a mini Deborah Norville right there. Yeah. Boy, she can she can a be. Pr- Pleasant on yeah, TV. Yeah. B, she can tell a hard-hitting story, and she can get right to the root of it. Like you could tell, you can tell when. Yeah. The she, readers are writing, right? Brandy, oh, I should have brought her up earlier. Brandy Smith, though, is a whole other uh, category. Yeah, she's and just then, a, a real journalist. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, she gets over to KHOU, and they put her in the fluffy morning. You know, let's watch Mama make the pancake well, show. That's Channel Eleven's fault. They, but they, but they, yeah, <laughs> but now Brandy went. You know, I'm I'm done with this, and you know, they said, well, we want to keep you, and we have you under contract for five years, which she never should have signed that contract. And then they put her in digital. Now she's picked up nationwide for the digital stories she's doing. Uh-huh. And you know, and, and I'm like, wow, Brandy. And she's like, I know, Philip, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, God, that's awesome. And she's so, a real journalist. There's just so few real journalists in that sense. And she's, she's young. A, she's a. I mean. She will work anybody mm-hmm. under the table. Mm-hmm. She'll just work you to death. Mm-hmm. And um, and a, just a real conscience. You were uh, there at 12 when yeah, she showed up. Yeah. She, she was great. From day one. Yeah. Yeah. But she came from a larger market. Right. With sort of that, um, you know, ethos of, of how you're going to do this thing. And, and a hard worker combined with that. Just a beautiful lady combined with, yeah. with the, with the, true or false. She, she, she was, she did the anchor on the weekends. Right. Remember she, that? I think she anchored. Yeah. But she did. Brief, fairly briefly. Well, I mean, she was yeah. actually at 12 very briefly. <laughs> very briefly. Know, for, well, no, they borrowed reasons. her. They borrowed her. 
I think yeah, they yeah. KHOU lent her to y'all. She station. was here like three days, and boom. She, <laughs> now it was longer. Long, a little longer. Come but, on. Uh, no, but I mean, she showed up, She would show up to work on a Sunday morning at 9 o'clock in the morning, and she would not leave that damn station till the next crew would come in at 2 o'clock in the morning to start the morning show. Yeah, yeah. And she was that dedicated mm-hmm. to the story. And she goes, here, here's all your script. Here's yeah. all your, here's your VOs. Here's, here's everything yeah, right here. Yeah. And all they'd have to do is put it together and go, wow, I guess she had nothing to do in her life. So, I mean, (laughs) but I mean, now look at her. I mean, she's, I'm telling you, there's another one. So guys like us that are investigators Uh and we want to push a story such as, hey, this is what we usually do. I mean, we're monitored now by all the national media. So when we put something up on our Facebook page or Caroline, what's that other one you use? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. That's for the Gotta kids. Gotta get with I the think. times. That- TikTok, <laughs> I, and I do have a question TikTok. about that. Hold I mean, on. hold on. So if we want to push a story, what we do is we put it up on our Facebook page, and everybody. Uh-huh. I mean, we get so many people that read. What we got forty five. Well, we do. We do Facebook, but Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Maybe I'm low on that. I think it was eighty five thousand followers on Facebook. Oh, I don't know. I'd yeah, it's 85,000 people that follow us on Facebook. And so the, the word gets out fast. Yeah. If I'm an investigator and I want to push a case or a story that I'm doing, such uh-huh. as, hey, they were last seen in the Tyler, Texas area. How do you do that now? So that speaks back to the whole idea of whether you have a subjective uh, news management decision or you have the the more formulaic uh, concept as a TV news manager that you're going to go with what the government tells you or mm-hmm. what the police tells you. Mm-hmm. Till, the, till you've got an Amber Alert, mm-hmm. uh, some stations are not going to do that story. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there's there's good and bad to that. A TV station, a, a given news director at any given station, has been burned a few times by the mother that calls in. Sounds like she's, you know, mm-hmm. just as for real as as possible. But it was really an internal squabble. There was no missing kid. There was no, you know what I mean? Right, so right. news directors get burned a few times. Then they go back to the formulaic, you know, scenario. Well, till, you know, Jimmy Singletary tells me we have a missing right. person. Yeah, I'm not right. doing that story. Right, and that can be that can be uh, that can be terrible uh, in in situations where a kid really is in danger. Mm-hmm. And six hours later, we finally do the story when we could have been doing the story from the beginning. Well, I mean, I think back to the we have a missing. It's a missing adult, a missing man out of Bridge City, and I've gone back to look at the social media and news on social media. I guess. Um, Nothing. I mean, there's maybe one thing that was ever posted and he's been missing for almost over, well, over a year now, almost yeah. two years in January. Right. So, you know, and there's See, that, been zero follow up. They won't do a news article based. I mean, we're hired to yeah. find him. That's part of that whole, you know, right at the beginning, it works well in terms mm-hmm. of news media. But see, they would consider it old news that happened, you know, what, eight months ago. Right. Yeah. But like, I think there's, even to, I brought Texas Equisearch in and we've done two searches just in the last what two months? Yeah, that, three that months maybe. Serve as a catalyst, you know, a, a story could could then so the the new catalyst is that Texas Equisearch is here. See, that could right. be mm-hmm. the catalyst, and more more TV and, and but radio that brings me to, that brings that. me to another question. How do, how does the media look at private investigators or private? 
teams of I would love to know security. this question. Like in true honesty, true you won't honesty. hurt our opinion or, or our feelings. I, or because anything. let me give you an example. Okay, so you know. I'm, you know that that we protect politicians. That's kind of our secondary niche. Security. Is that we're private Things. security teams. Yes. We we're based out of San Antonio. We 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 protect very famous names in the political world. Okay, uh-huh. um, and so even some of you in the media, you know, will be will get out of a motorcade and you'll go. What the hell is Klein doing in the motorcade? You know, and 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 it's kind of one of those whoa. And and that <clears throat> does that give us street credibility? I don't know. We're just doing a job. That's the way we look at it. We're just doing another job. But uh, but my my question to you is: when you flip over out of the private security end and you go to the investigation side, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Or we call special services. What what does the media think of the private investigation world in general? You know, I is from 35 years experience at the TV stations that were really good and quite aggressive. Um, they will have a very few trusted uh, investigative groups that they will really give a lot of credence to. And a lot of stations don't because they don't develop the, the stations don't develop. They'll develop a relationship with, you know, a mayor, a police chief, the official sources, mm. you know, and they won't develop relationships with uh, investigative firms the way that they would with with government. Um, and they should, you know, they, they news managers given time to do so should reach out there and find the trusted you know, firms. Right. And, and but that goes back to the young kids. Are they teaching that in college? Hey, go develop your sources. You got to get out there on the street. Not that you're doing a story. Just go by and have a cup of coffee in their office. Yeah. I'll give you an example. The FBI used to be really good at that, right? Ed Keller and all those guys over at FBI Beaumont and Houston. In fact, we have a we have that relationship in the Southern District of uh, Texas, mm-hmm. but uh, but in the Eastern District Texas, which is a sub of the Southern. Um, we used to have all the FBI agents used to come by this office, walk through that front door and say, mm-hmm. hey, is Philip here? Yeah. Come in and sit down on my couch in my office and say, hey, how you been? What's going on? What's that? And finally, I'll ask the question, okay, what the hell are y'all doing here? You know, <laughs> what, what do you, do you really, really want? want? <laughs> yeah, what do you really want? See, that's the thing, and I'm not But But no, but see, but they don't do that anymore. See, Ed would, or, or some, not necessarily Ed, but a lot of the guys at the FBI office here would go, no, look, here, here's where we're coming by. And they pull out, out of their little dossier, they pull out a picture of a guy. Look, would you give this to your surveillance investigators? Because they know we operate a bunch of people out of here. And give it to them, and if they see them, call you, and then you call us and let us know because we're looking for them. Or we want to know what they're doing, or we want to know where their little heads are popping up, or what kind of businesses they're in, whatever street information you give. We used to, and when you first started here 11 years ago, we used to, or how long ago? You're giving me 11 years? You think I've only been here 11 years? 11 years. How long have you been here? I have been here almost 15. I have Alzheimer's. You do. So anyway. (laughs) Give me some credit. So 15 years. I'm not in the middle of this. But this is true. (laughs) This is a true story. 15 years ago, when she first started here, the FBI would come by and, and they'd leave and she'd go. What do we do now? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, we didn't do anything. They just need information. And yeah. I'd explain it to her. Really? Yeah, really. See, but, but here's the deal. In but it, they don't I'm do not, that anymore. I'm should not the media, my, my question is to you, should the media 
reporters be doing that? Not just with private investigators, but with anybody that they need to tell a story so they have a source. Oh yeah, yeah. They, but it's the it's the question of what what is the reputable what is the reputable source, and you know if you've got a Brandy Smith who stays in, <laughs> let's take the names out. If you've got a good journalist who stays in a market longer than two years, the the, the initial contract True. amount before That's they gospel. go off to Denver. You know, Colorado, or mm-hmm. they go off to uh, Milwaukee mm-hmm. because they're all career building. They're all, uh, you know, uh, climbing the ladder of their respective careers, and they don't expect to stay in Southeast Texas mm-hmm. or wherever. So maybe San Antonio is their first market. They don't expect to stay in San Antonio. They want to go to New York, right? So they don't build the source bases. They don't tell you that they barely have time to go work. Uh, the police chief and the mayor. And, mm-hmm. you know, get to know some of the the city manager, right? They barely have time for that. They certainly don't have time to go look at which are the reputable investigative firms mm-hmm. and which are not. And, mm-hmm. which, you know, they're police. These guys are lucky. That's they like, should. Sure, but they that's should like, do it, but they don't. That's like, you know, you and I serve at the Southeast Texas Press Club. I, mm-hmm. I don't go. I, kind of, well, I don't know why. You, you don't, don't go near as much as you used to. I don't, I don't go as much as I used to. Too damn busy. <laughs> but my point is, is that that's where we all developed a relationship. We mm-hmm. we developed a, a, a relationship of being able to say, hey, did you hear this? Or, hey, did you hear that? Or feel comfortable of picking up the phone and saying, hey, Kevin, here's a little something i just mm-hmm. heard you may mm-hmm. want to follow up on it remember we used to do yes. that all the time yeah, absolutely and right. or you pick up the phone and call me and say hey, did you hear this on the street yeah uh-huh. i did and, and but there's mm-hmm. you know there's um and i know you want to stay out of politics i'm trying very uh, very hard he can never stay out of politics that. <laughs> that is just not even a question you know it's a, it's a political <laughs> very political world and it's a very political news world nowadays far more yeah. than at any point in my in my career, I guess you'll hate this, but by golly, you invited me. You can get my open mockery of President Trump in a given newsroom today. Right. Well, you didn't get that, you know, 20 years ago. Right. You'd be kicked out of the newsroom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe people did not like Ronald Reagan in the day, but you didn't have open mockery of him. But, But doesn't that come from the people that run the newsrooms? Doesn't that come from the, the not having a strong leader as a news director sitting everybody down saying, listen, you want to have your political ideals? That's great. Have your political ideals, but keep it out of my damn newsroom. Yeah, keep it out of the keep it out of your story. Balance mm-hmm. your story. Yeah, there should there there certainly should be a lot more of that. But maybe some of that political undercurrent now in the in the posts of general manager of a television station, vice president of news, if you're maybe with a network. Uh, and and the news director of the given uh, TV station, those guys, if they would stay out of the political realm, or at least if they would not tacitly give approval to, you know, the new woke, politically correct. Here's what I have to do to get by to keep getting, you know, my. Uh, but my why paycheck. are they putting these untalented young people? I'm sorry, I'm being mean. <laughs> the these untalented people that all they do is read off their phones. That's the first thing I do when I'm watching. If if I get a chance to watch the evening news, yeah. I, although we still record it in here, and I I watch certain stories. But if if it's it, 
I see them grab their cell phones and they're reading off their cell phones and looking up at the camera and looking at their cell phones and looking up at the camera. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's their new. That's what are you doing? Tele, that's her bullet points. You shouldn't get mad at them for that. That's just their okay. bullet well, points. Well, and that's, I mean, to me, and that just. Oh, come on. Evolving. Kevin, hold like, on. Hold, hold on. on. No. I, no, I'm challenging yeah. Kevin on Maybe this. Kevin, if I've seen you live with me. I've seen you live with me. You and I have done a bunch of live stuff and when I, in my younger part of my career. I, in Al and all those guys, they would fire questions at me and they wouldn't be reading off a piece of paper. They'd be doing what you and I are doing right now, uh-huh. shooting yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and they would ask me some really, 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 really good questions mm. that I would go <gasps> seize a little bit and then go, well, no, that's a predetermined, predetermined supposition. Here's what's true. Here's what we're looking yeah, at. Here's yeah. where we're going. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times on national media, what? Uh, Good Morning America. I did Good Morning America. Date, um, um, what's that uh, NBC show? Today's show. The Today Show. Uh, I did Hoda and Kathy Lee. Huh. When I'm yes. sitting there with them and they asked me a really good question. They I mean, Hoda have. Copy asked me a great question. And I kind of seized for a second and I saw her smile like it's okay just answer the question and she didn't say that but she just gave me that look the smile that's that's professional shit yeah oh excuse my language (laughs) see it's okay i'll make it i'm gonna cry in a minute i'm gonna cry you gonna bleep yourself (laughs) yeah exactly and so and so when she did that to me it was like oh yeah see you go from that market that's a real pro, yeah. A real and, pro, you know, and they, you know, the ability to, to ask a hard question. Let me look at my phone real quick. <laughs> oh my! Do you like salary? It's huh? maybe just well. Now no oh, one local is going to like well, you now. That, that depends. That Nobody depends. likes me. Maybe anyone. that maybe a producer has told that person, "Here's what you need to ask," and maybe they have it on their okay. cell phone. Okay. Or maybe they wrote it into their own cell but phone. But what so happened what to you, the you what happened know. to the reporters that can say? Like you're, let's pretend you're the news director. Okay, Kevin, no problem. I got it. Oh, I see. I, I think I know where you're going with this. We're, we're, what happened to them? What happened to all them? Yeah, uh, there was a uh, like Brandy, for example, when she interviewed uh, me, she was like, bum, 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 firing the questions at me. I was like, Yeah, you're not even reading notes. Holy crap, you're prepared. <laughs> well, here's the, there's there's the reason. Brandy is a real journalist who has an actual natural curiosity about these matters. Okay, and and the young kids may uh, very often come out really have. A very little actual curiosity about how the world works and, mm-hmm. and what is really happening with mm-hmm. this thing. They really just would like to be on TV. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, let's, and, well, let's isn't there social media terms. for that at this point? <laughs> I mean, but, but let me There's say this that. on their side, you can't pay these kids $24,000 a year and expect them to. Do not only report, but record these things when they're doing it. You used to call exactly. it a one-man band back in back in the umpteen days yeah. when I started in 1986. Yeah. You called it a one-man band, and I had to do it. Right. And I'd like to think I did a darn good job. Of but didn't that prepare you? Didn't that prepare you? There were some things that were good about it. You yeah. learned the whole you know summary of the, of the business. But, yeah, there's some, there's some really terrible things about it nowadays. How do you have the the natural curiosity? See, and how do you have the the, the right questioning it, if you're too busy making sure this is in focus? But isn't that in everything? Yeah, when I sense. first started with Prudential Equifax, and I would go in and ask these, you know, poor little widows that just lost their husbands that had a twenty million dollar life insurance policy, and my job was to try to bust the 
bust the contract if they murdered them or if they didn't report something uh, or they didn't uh-huh. they lied on their application uh-huh. or whatever. My bosses, before I solved that big case in Houston that became pretty famous, um, um, and not because of me, because of the team I was working with, I, w- I would I would go back into what they call a debrief, and I'd, I'd walk into the debrief, and they go, okay, did you ask this? Did you ask that? Did you uh, ask this? Yeah. And I'd feel like a fool and just go, oh, my God. You yeah. know, Jesus, I just screwed this case up. Yeah. And I'd walk out and go in down to my office and down in One Shell Plaza and plop down in this nice office they gave me, and I'd go... Christ, but it made me a better investigator. Yes, yeah, and 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 I wasn't getting paid a lot of money. I've done terrible interviews, you know, and walked away and go, man, a I didn't even ask the right questions. You didn't prepare. Yeah, I just was not. That was me. That was not my day. I didn't prepare. But that's why people get so mad at me now. I think is because before I'll go into an interview, it's like MJ Holmes that works here. Before she'll go into an interview, she's prepared. Uh Don't. Uh-huh. Man, don't <laughs> don't don't lie to her because I guarantee she'll draw it out of you. I, I look at it from the law world. You know, if you're right. an investigator at a, at a law firm and you somebody comes into your office and you, they sit down in your conference room and they're ask, answering the questions, you better answer. I mean, you better ask the right questions exactly. to, to get to the the exactly. nugget yep. of what this uh, case is all about. Exactly. And so it's you know, more important to do that if you're if you're yeah. an investigator in that way. Then you know you're not. You know, a lot of times if they if they find that they've got um um you know a, some questions mm-hmm. in you know we do single source stories nowadays journalism is this close to dead uh you know you well you remember back in the day when I had radio show and uh-huh. uh, oh yeah and you and you and, and you and Al and all the you know, Cecile Brandt remember her and, yeah. and so they used to pull me aside and go listen to your show it's good. But do this, <laughs> yeah. And I go, yeah. and I used to take offense to it. Somebody well, loves God you, dang they it, tell you. <laughs> right? <laughs> but but you the, know, but you know, I go to the next show and I do it, and I get a little bit better, and a little, be a little bit yeah, better, yeah. and a little bit better. So there's always that, yeah. and we there's hope maybe for journalism. But Cecile Barrett <laughs> would never go out there and presume to do a story in which uh, the only she had one interview, one single source for her mm-hmm. whole. Interview and mm-hmm. nowadays they do that, mm-hmm. um, and it's not, it's not all that uncommon. That mm-hmm. was, those single source stories never happened. For one thing, if you had a debatable issue, you had to have the balance of two people. Right. Off well, and each that other. would be my question: is if you have a single source that you're of the interview or whatever the story is. I mean, how is that even considered effective? From other point of view, well, no, yeah, it's that's it's really, true. It's really not. But I've watched you guys before. I've been in KFDN. I've been in KBMT, and I've been in the Enterprise, and I've been in y'all's newsrooms. And when a story comes in, and first thing the news or assistant news director does, or the producer, or the director stands up and goes, I need a second source. Get it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and everybody's hitting their phones. It's yeah. not that way now. Yeah, it's not that way. I see it all, all the time. And theoretically, the counterbalancing point is being put forth by the, the, the reporter, you know, the narrator of the rest of it. But I don't see that. Real lot. quickly, I got one more question for you. Wrote it down. When should... Radio and TV people become advocates for a position. Mm. 
Like meet the press is gone yeah. from you know being whatever it is to a democratic mouthpiece. That's on the national yeah. scene. Yeah. On the local scene, we're involved in a case right now where a local radio station has become an advocate for uh, well, for what, the wrong damn thing. For, well, okay, but <laughs> no, but what would be the the it's in in lawsuit right now. But I mean, the question is: is when does somebody become an advocate? Yes. It's an extraordinary question. Uh, it's, I mean, it's the whole thing that you're that you're getting to is what you know. Somebody, John Roberts, one of the anchors of, uh, of Fox News, uh, recently uh, referred to another guy as a liberal journalist, and it was like nobody said anything. It was the weirdest thing. Nobody said anything about when he when he said that, and they. they, they other guys, you know, oh, he's a conservative journalist, as they would refer to John Roberts. Oh, he's a conservative. You see, that's that's right. a whole new landscape. That's a mm-hmm. that is a. But landscape is that leaked into? Is that leaked in for teams like ours, that's where we more the, the uh, where they would go? Ah, they're just private investigators. We're not going to listen to them. Okay, fine, don't listen to us. And then they come back three weeks later and go, "Well, why didn't you push harder, huh? What?" <laughs> Yeah. Oh, TV stations. I mean, if I, I don't know if I put this forth before, but if I, I did not convey this, TV stations uh, of a reputable brand should reach out to reputable investigative firms on the regular. Right. You know, there may be disreputable folks in the investigative uh, area. Let's just say that. But oh, folks, for sure. folks know. Well, Don Imus did that with Bo Deedle. Remember Bo Deedle when the, all those investigations were going on uh, no. in the well, presidency? Well, yeah, well, Don Imus did that a long time ago in his morning show and brought this guy in, Bo Deedle. And uh, Bo Deedle's kind of like you and me talking, you know. Uh-huh. He, he's going to tell you what's going on. He's going to give you... Ch- I was yeah. going to say the S word. He's going to give you crap. But yeah. I mean, you know, but but then it turned into a a, a, a back and forth and, 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 and he'd give his his interpretation of security and safety in New York City after the 9-11, you know, and that sort of thing. You know, I, I, that, that he was kind of the flag leader in our industry uh-huh. for bringing in private investigators, private security officers, uh, you know, officers, uh, teams, because remember, nobody likes private investigators or private security people until they retire from the police department. Then they want to be private investigators and private security people, oh. right? Consultants, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it, it, it I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just, it's very frustrating for us in the private security world to sit there and go when it gets reported on TV, and then we look at it and go, "Well, we knew that four weeks ago. Why didn't you use us as a source?" <laughs> yeah, and that's why I've always loved you, man. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, that's why you know I read the reports, and I read the report, and I listen to the files. Is is this the scenario where, honestly, when you talk about the young, you know, amateur journalists coming out straight out of a college, coming into TV stations, they expect to be going somewhere else in two years, and often they do, and they don't get to know the people. They don't do any real investigation of their own because just the inertia of of news. Their interest just isn't even here in this area, so they don't foster that. Well, you're talking about. I mean, it makes sense. We got guys like Wayne Dultrafino. Wayne Dolterfino, he is killing it in over Houston. in Houston. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. he's opened up Dolterfino Consulting. Yeah, he's taking on governments. He's taking on, he's taking on 
corruption. He's, he's taken on. He's, he's a former reporter. Isn't yeah. From, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was over at K, uh, KPRC. See, he was, a, he was he's guy. the real deal. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a real guy. Yeah, but, but there's so many that don't. And I want to put this forward. Yes. The Protect the Children Nationwide Rally on the 4th of November. Mm-hmm. To the point of missing kids, kidnapped, sex, trafficking, indoctrinating mm-hmm. the kids, grooming of the kids. This lists CRT, mm-hmm. uh, drag story time, you know, concerns about whether our children are in these. That's coming up in Austin, but it's a nationwide rally. It's going to be at several points. Mm-hmm. Yep. But in Austin, on the 4th at 1 p.m. on the south steps of the Capitol, there's this this rally, and I, I really wanted to We didn't even in. get into trafficking children. I mean, my right. God, that's something we'll that we've just... Another show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to have you back for, the, yeah, for right. a whole <laughs> other one. <laughs> yeah, another one. But great well, to listen, talk to you, man. Yeah, really hey, appreciate it. You know what? And you know how I feel about you, and thank you so much for you doing bet. this. I you know bet. you're kind of a private person, and you don't like yeah. to... Yeah, you know. sort of. Kind I was of. about to say, not so private, though. Tell us where our listeners can find you on any of your social media, your website. Yeah, give, us that, give us that. Those dummies in Texas is on YouTube. Because <laughs> everything is dumb these days. We feel there is a decided lack of common sense. I am Uno of the Dose Dummies. <laughs> Dose <laughs> Dummies. We are going to talk common sense. You can find us on YouTube under Dose Dummies in Texas. Find me under Kevin Steele on uh, Facebook. What and, a great uh, podcast. 18, 13. It's 18, the uh, number 13, the word we're just going to have fun and actually address a lot of things that you know there's just so much crazy out there well there's just so such a lack of common sense <laughs> and to the point even of the, of the israel i, I gotta be on those dummies you gotta invite me on you, those i will one. i will you i'll will be, be the trade oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to be the political part. So I don't uh, know. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I'll do the political side of it. You know, everybody asks me all the time. You, you protect all these famous political people. Do you ever listen to their conversations? I'm going. No, I got an IFB in my ear and listen and get instructions on <laughs> yeah. what to do. But I try to eject myself out of the room to to get somebody else standing my do, spot. You can't help yourself though. Sometimes I mean, there no. have to be times you've overheard you know, things, and he never I've tells heard. us. He no, never tells us can't. anything. Well, no, because I put my left hand on the Bible and I raise my right hand I to protect. To defend the Constitution. I, I, know. I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what everybody has. She even asked me that. You're a thousand percent confidential. I will tell uh, you yeah. that. And they'll that go, Did you. you hear about this? I'm like, mm, Maybe. So hey, in Israel, uh, this this uh, massacre, mm. this uh, whole uh, notion of not uh, striking back, I want to put my word in. It's, it, you know, this notion of. Uh, what attacking Pearl Harbor and not expecting a you know come on give me a give me a break this is hideous just you just can't and this the squad I mean they I'm gonna tell that Talib yes she she needs to be taken out of Congress exactly she needs to I mean we need to get her out of Congress it's hatred it's pure and simple That's hatred it. on on her part That's and it. on the part of many of these others it. it's just straight hatred it's straight mm-hmm. anti-semitism which mm-hmm. we used to oppose mm-hmm. around these parts this constitution matter you know that we you used to say me? that was hatred and it was you know it was okay to hate hatred if you will now there's hatred ingrained in the capital protests on, yeah, you, on, you know what gets me she and and what's the the good-looking crazy woman? Casio Cortez. AOC. She's crazy. She's just crazy. She's a nutbag. And 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 what gets me is they get on TV and they say something. I know you're rolling over there, but I don't care. But they get over there. She's trying to wrap us, maybe. The Treasury Department check cashes 
just like anything else. But um, mm-hmm. the point is, is they get out there and they say things, and guys, the good guys like Crenshaw and Weber and uh-huh. uh, Bustamante and all these guys that we protect out there, uh-huh. they are now targets because of what their fellow congressman is saying. Uh, there has to be, and this is our government. No, we're not playing about Jack and Jill in the in the in, in, that ran up the hill. We're not playing that anymore. What we're playing is with people's lives, Cruz, Cornyn, exactly. you know, all these people that have given their lives to our country, and and yet we get we get they become targets because of what fellow congressmen are saying. Mm. Let me tell you something. That crap has to stop. Yep. And to the point of Congressman uh, Weber in particular, he puts up this I stand with Israel sign. I saw that. And they tear it down in the protest. They, I saw they that. They tear it down. That is just absolutely. I mean, you just yeah. kind of go, oh, my God. It's disgusting. Could you imagine if it flipped the other way? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my yep. God. We'd have riots. Insur- another insurrection. Mm, yeah. Which that yeah. was an insurrection. But anyway. We'll okay. Talk about and on this note, we are going <laughs> Listen, to Kevin, end this episode. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so thank very much. You. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming in. Thanks Sparing so much. your day with us. And, uh, yes. and I hope we, I hope they don't. You know, I had a blog. Let's do it. In again. the media. I hope the media buddies <laughs> don't flog you. Uh, just, we'll see it. But I do want to be on those dummies. I'm okay. If they do flog me. No. Oh! <laughs> anyway. All right. We and will see y'all next time. I didn't mean it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> in other words, we're independent now. We don't care. Thanks, Thank Kevin. you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Bye. The Klein Files, I'm in a grumpy mood. Blah, blah, blah. And you know what they say, assuming makes an ass of yourself. My name's Philip Klein, and I'm a fixer. And I am. It's a real damn thing.